We're halfway through the World Swimming Championships in Kazan in Russia and it's fair to say it's been a fantastic first four days for Great Britain and British swimming fans will be very pleased to see Great Britain at the top of the medal table. So there's plenty of really good news to talk about from a British perspective and uh, I'm delighted to say that we are going to have plenty to talk about on this podcast. I'm Steve Buckley, this is the Pool Boy Podcast and joining me to talk about uh, what's going on in Russia this week so far are my usual colleagues, uh, Katie Wilde and Bob Ballard. Good evening both. Hello. Evening, Steve. Uh, and I'm very pleased to say we're joined by someone who knows a thing or two about international swimming, James Goddard. Hello, James. Good evening. Nice to have you with us, James. Thank you for having me. Um, let's crack straight into it. Lots of medals to get through from a British perspective. So uh, we started off brilliantly, very first day, um, very first final, in fact, with a silver medal for James Guy in the 400 metres freestyle. He, of course, went on and won a fabulous gold medal in the 200 metres freestyle as well. So two medals for him already. Um now, we've always seen his potential, Bob, but uh, he's really comes into his own this meet. Well, you know, from where he was, a very promising junior. I mean, let's, let's face it, he's, what, is he 19 years of age now? He hasn't really gone through the junior ranks the way we know it. It's normally this kind of time where they start to emerge into the senior ranks. You know, he's at an age where it's normally the females who are doing the, the, the big times and we're kind of waiting for people to progress in their 20s. And, and he's kind of... Uh, circumvented that, gone straight to it. And and I, I just love his whole approach. I love his whole demeanour. I love the way he's not phased by anything. He just goes in there. His whole attitude with the 200 free was great, very refreshing. Okay, I'm going to go in there. I don't expect to do anything. I'm just going to go in there and see what happens. Gets through to a semi-final. Uh, does a cracking time in the semi-final, British record. And goes, oh, okay, here I am. You know, I'm in exalted company. Best 200 freestyle lineup we've seen for quite some time. I can beat this lot. And he truly believes it. It's not bravado. He's not coming out in interviews and saying that for effect. He truly does believe it. And the way he finishes off his races it is the most impressive thing of the whole lot. It starts may not be the greatest. Um, and, and sometimes it goes a little bit washy in, in the middle of a race. His last 15 metres are as good as anybody's. Well, he's certainly uh, a great racer. James, I mean, he's got no fear. He's he's not put off by the, the names he's racing. What did you make of his performances? Yeah, I think the no fear aspect is something that shines from James Guy. Um, from even a couple of years ago, um, yeah, the way he kind of walks around the poolside and the way he kind of um, his demeanour is kind of a, he's got this relaxed attitude where he loves his swimming. Um, from what I've heard, he trains ridiculously hard. Um, and when he races, he races with no fear. And you can see that. And I think once um, he did that four and freestyle, um, you know, breaking the British record again, um, setting a phenomenal time. I think it's 3.43, um, which is right up there with the world's best, obviously. He won the silver medal. Um, coming to, into that two and freestyle, he just had absolutely no fear. And it doesn't matter whether he had Sung Yang, Yang next to him, whether he had Ryan Lochte. He just thought he could go in there. He's nine, like I say, he's 19 years of age, so almost like he's got nothing to lose. He's already had a phenomenal meet with just with getting that silver medal. So he just thought, you know what, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to hang with these boys, and I know I've got a great back end down that back 50, and I'm going to try and do them down the back 50 metres, and he did. And it was it was an absolutely phenomenal swim. Loved it. Well, Casey, on the preview, we spoke a lot about his chances in the 400, um, and we thought he had a great chance. And obviously, you know, a silver medal is, is a fantastic result for him, but we didn't really consider him in the 200. I mean, was that a big shock to you? I think so. I think just because it's such a stacked field and it's it's one of those races, I think it, it just has a sort of aura about it and it's always been so strong. And I think, you know, you, you might see all kinds of commentary of people talking about who wasn't there. You know, we were missing Feltz and uh, the French guy and Yell and obviously Park, but you can only race who's there. And I think any of 
those guys would have had a real job beating the uh, James Guy the way he swam that race. And I just think it sets him up really, really well going into next year. Um, I can't imagine that anything will change in his attitude to racing. And I think all he'll take from that is more confidence. And I think he'll just be wanting to prove himself again when it comes to next year and perhaps those guys are back. It's absolutely incredible to have a world champion 200 metres freestyle. I think it's it's really churlish of people to talk about who's not there because, as you say, they can only race the people who are there. And in fact, the time he swam was really great, 145.14. Now, a massive PB, a massive British record. Uh, it would have been on the podium at the at the Olympics at the last World Championships. You know, so it's it's right up there. Uh, and as you say, I think he would have been competitive with with anyone who was actually going to be in that race. So a fantastic performance for him. Um, and an interesting sort of coda to that is what that does to to the men's four by two relay because we thought they would have a good chance katie james they must be you know get such a boost from having the world champion in that team yeah absolutely um and what happens when one person has a fantastic swim is it does lift the whole team um and and the team spirit that's going through the gb team right now is it just seems phenomenal um you know adam um james guy set it up from day one um, and with um, Adam Peaty obviously following up with all, all his goals, that four by two team should really have um, in their own mind um, are aiming for a medal at this at this World Championships. There's no reason why we can't. Um, those other boys have got to step up. Um, and after seeing James Guy doing that, and you know dropping like you say doing a massive British record, those other guys should really believe that they can push on, challenge the Americans, challenge the Aussies, um, and you know and push on for a medal. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a big believer, Steve, in that day one effect, because we so often have good medal chances in the first day, uh, whether it be Olympics, often people like Hannah Miley on the first day because the program's different there, or the 400 free, maybe jazz or whatever. You know, if you have a poor first day, I think it sets the tone and always has done, in my experience, uh, in events going back over the years, did last time two years ago, didn't it, Barcelona? We had some medal prospects on the first day, didn't happen, carried over into day two, three, four, five, and we had to go right to the end before we got Fran. Whereas I think you set the tone on day one. Great performance by Adam. Great performance by James Guy. The whole team gets lifted. Everybody believes that they can do something that perhaps hitherto they didn't believe. And I, I, I think that day one catalyst is so important. Well, absolutely. And uh, we've seen that, as you say, you had a great set of results on the first day. Some strong semi-final swims to set us up. James won his silver medal. And, uh, and the team has gone from strength to strength. Um, going forwards and James you've already mentioned the the man of the moment really Adam PC we've spoken a lot about him this year and he certainly didn't disappoint us over in Russia he's got two gold medals already one world record Um, what a phenomenal meet he's having Katie three gold medals I think we can say you know it's it's a lot of pressure for a young guy to go into a meet with Um, but he's just performed every single time he's got in the water I think you know, I, I wasn't certain that he'd win that 50 because I thought Vandenberg really, really wanted it after that narrow defeat in the 100. But, you know, Adam just doesn't seem phased by it at all. And he's just come through every every single time he swam. You mentioned pressure there. He obviously came into this meet with a massive target on his back. He set a world record at trials. Uh, he'd won those gold medals at Europeans and Commonwealths last year. How much harder is it for someone coming into a meet when everyone expects him to win, James, when, you know... You know, everyone's hanging the medal around his neck almost before they've got in and swum. Yeah, um, I think it depends on the person um, when it comes down to the pressure. Um, and Adam seems like the person who can, uh, well, he obviously he's, he's shown that he's the type of person that can handle it really, really well. Um, he loves racing. You can see that. Um, he loves winning, which everyone does. Every swimmer, I think, does. 
Um, but I wanted to give a bit of a shout out to his um, his coach, Melanie Marshall, and his program down in Derby. Um, there's a, there's quite a few young coaches that have come on the scene, and uh, Mel Marshall's um, um, is the type of girl because I've trained with him for a couple of years. She's the type of girl that I know will be making really fun sessions um, in the pool and in the gym. Um, it'll be really fun for Adam every single day. She'll she'll mix it up, um, and it'll be a you know it'll be a real high and a pleasure for Adam to go to training every day. And um, and Mel's a really personal um, kind of person. You know, she'll be she'll make it fun. She'll have a laugh with him um, every single day. And I know that Adam is smashing it really hard in training. So, um, and you can see when he's on the block that he's in fantastic shape. So we. Uh, I think the, I think for for Adam that is the type of person that will handle the pressure really well. Olympics is going to be interesting because obviously it's a completely different stage and it's a it's a whole new ball game even compared to the World Championships. But I think Adam, as he's shown, is you know Commonwealth champion, European champion, and now World champion. He's got the you know he's got it seems like he's got the minerals to do everything. So I, I mean I don't think pressure is going to be an issue for this lad. Well, Katie mentioned Cameron van der Berg there, Bob, and uh, it, it didn't look like Adam was going to have it all his own way in that 100 final. I mean, did you think he was going to come through and take the gold? Yeah, I, I was very confident. But, you know, people make the point about his start not being as good as van der Berg, although they, in, in terms of time, he was quicker off the block than was van der Berg in the final. But it's just that kind of little underwater phase when he actually comes up and van der Berg always seems to come ahead of him, always seems to have a lead on uh, 15. But, I, I, you know, the way he's been swimming this week, I, I didn't he'd ever be headed on in the 100 or the 50 he just has that kind of will to win that instinctive way that he approaches the, the race that even in the 100 we thought he's lost this he's not going to get there you, you just thought no he is going to get there because he just has that kind of that, that grim determination to, to to get that last stroke in and get that last stroke in before van der Berg. and he, he did in the in the 100 and obviously there was plenty of margin in the end i mean he, he won that by a street in the 50 didn't he uh, relatively speaking well, indeed, and I think uh, you mentioned his start there. It was noticeable in the in the semi final of the fifty. He got a really good start and a really good breakout. And what happens? He breaks the world record. So, I think it's obviously he needs more consistency about his start. But um, yeah, his his finishing burst is is quite incredible when it when it comes to closing out those races. Um, but let's not forget someone else who finished really quickly in that hundred meter breaststroke final was Ross Murdoch, who came from from lane eight, outside smoker. Uh, a PB for him as well, and he took a fantastic bronze medal. Two British guys on, on the podium. What did you make of Ross James? Um, it's great because we've we've always we've always had these breaststrokers in Britain, um, and it's fantastic to see them on um, you know on the gold and the, you know both of them on the podium. Uh, who, who we had back in the day, we had Darren Mew, um, Adam Whitehead, James Gibson, and it's it, we've always had this kind of rivalry in Britain on the breaststrokes, um, and it's really come to um, you know the the, the the top the top of the world at the minute. Um, fantastic for Ross because I think um, he's been in the shadows a little bit, hasn't he, with, um, with Adam winning absolutely everything, um, and for him to sneak in that bronze medal, like I say, come back so strong, um, it's going to be he's he's going to carry a lot of confidence into that 200 as well. So I wouldn't write him out of, of you know doing the best the best time, maybe getting that British record as well, maybe challenging for the world record and going for the gold medal as well. Um, fantastic. Um, I, I think he can he can maybe hide behind all. The hype behind um, Adam a little bit in terms of the media hype and all the pressures and stuff. And when it comes to that 200, he can really, uh, you know, push on and maybe win that gold medal. Well, hopefully he'll get that chance in the 200 next year. He obviously he won't have the chance to swim it here. Uh, he was off colour, wasn't he, over the winter, and so his training was disrupted and he didn't make it through at trials. But yeah, he's got a fantastic chance next year in the 200. Next was, year, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and he's, um, you know, he swam brilliantly in the 100 in the 100 here. Uh, so. 
that was that's basically got us to the end of day two, and we've already had three British medals. But there was another medal on the second day as well in the uh, the women's 200 meter individual medley. Siobhan Marie O'Connor, she'd sailed through the rounds, looked absolutely brilliant in the rounds, uh, came up against uh, the formidable opponent in Katinka Hoshu. Um, she, I think she she went out thinking she'd have a go at Katinka and you know see if she could actually win the gold. I think that probably cost her, and, and uh, but she ended up with a, a great bronze medal, Bob. I think it was quite a refreshing way that she did it, to be honest, Steve. I thought that the, that I think it was probably the only way that she could achieve what she wanted to do. I mean, she went in there ranked two. We hoped she would get a silver medal, but I think it, she had to swim it that way. I don't think she had any other choice. And um, you know, in the end, she, she she ran out of puff at the end. She ran out of steam off with 15 to go. But I think you know, all credit to her for, for going that way because I don't think there was any other way she could have approached that race. James, you know a thing or two about 200 IMs. What did you make of it? Um, I, I don't, I don't mind people really going after it um, and really going from the win from the start. And 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 Siobhan's got fan, uh, all her strokes are absolutely fantastic, um, and she's got a really strong freestyle as well. So maybe she kind of had in her mind that she could maybe you know lead at the front with Hazu, and then you know try and take her on the freestyle. Um, obviously Hazu far too strong, um, you know big strong girl. Um, Again, we've got. I think we've got such a young squad at the minute, um, and all doing fantastically well. And it's really looking great for next year. And Siobhan Marie O'Connor is just 19 years old. Um, set herself up perfect, perfectly for next year for the Olympics. Um, she's had a fantastic meet as well. Obviously, picking up that gold in the relay as well, which will do her confidence no harm whatsoever. Um, Hosu's going to be hard to beat next year. Siobhan, she's got a great training program down in Bath. Um, if she keeps progressing the way she is, sky's the limit. And she'll get a full year with a pool this time, whereas she's had a rather kind of, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, last difficult, last difficult few months where they have had a pool, they haven't had a pool. And, you know, at least she'll have a, a bath pool to train in all the way up to Rio, whereas it's been kind of a bit disjointed over the last year or so. Well, you know what? Well, you know what? Sometimes when it sometimes when swimmers do that and they, and they move pools and they go and train at different places, sometimes it breaks up the training a little bit and it's, you know, it, 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 it refreshes your training. Um, you know, sometimes a change of venue can you know, take away that stale element of training. Because sometimes if you go to the same pool day in, day out, day in, day out, you know, you're swimming up and down the same lane every single day, it can get a bit stale and, you, you know, your strokes can get a little bit, um, you know, you, you know uh, what's what's the right word, uh, rigid. Is that what happened uh, to you when you went to Loughborough then? Was it was that, was that the kind of instant impact when you went to Loughborough for that while? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and, that, and that's one of the reasons why we go on training camps quite a lot is to get out of the same building and the same routine that you you, you do every day. Um, you know, it's it's like any sport. If you if, if you just go to the same place every single day, it does feel stale training sometimes. So maybe that change of venue was actually kind of, you know, in, instead of a negative, maybe it was a positive for for some of those bath swimmers that it was, you know, just a change of scenery. It's, it, it's always nice if you know if you work. I guess it's the same if you worked in an office. If you work in an office in the same office every single day, it'll drive you nuts. It's True. the same in the swimming pool. <laughs> well. <laughs> you're absolutely mental so sometimes it's great to go to South Africa <laughs> Australia. That, that, that would explain quite a lot wouldn't it yeah. <laughs> well um, bring, bringing it back to Siobhan's, Siobhan's swimming and not, not our work arrangements um, <laughs> she, she got a fantastic bronze medal I mean let's, let's not you know, try and do it down I mean we, we're talking as though she faded miserably and didn't get on the podium but it was a great bronze medal for her mm. um, and ahead of her Katie was a quite phenomenal world record let's let's face it I mean the Ariana Kukor's 200 iron record from the Rome World Championships was off off the scale when she did it um, and yet here we are seeing someone in a textile suit break in and what's your 
reaction to that? Well, I think, um, I mean, I remember in Rome when, when all those records were falling and, you know, they were all pretty ridiculous, but that 200JM really, really stood out as just being completely off the chart. I don't think anyone had broken 208 before and she took it all the way down to 2061. And I think, uh, although Hosu is obviously swimming incredibly and has been so consistently fast for the past I don't know, past probably about 300 meets that she's done this year. Um, so, I mean, it's not a surprise to see her go fast, but I don't think many people were expecting that record to be broken. It was uh, probably the one that people were expecting to hang around for a really, really long time. So I think there were probably quite a few people surprised to see that one go. Generally, one, the only one that really does survive of any note from Rome is uh, Gemma Spothoth's still on the books. True, they're creeping closer, though. <laughs> Indeed they are. We spoke about that, didn't we, on the, on the preview, Katie? We wondered whether that one might go. Seabon was in, I think, 0.14 of it uh, yeah. this time. So, uh, yeah, gradually chipping away at it. Perhaps it will go next year, but maybe Gemma will hold it for a bit longer. Let's move on. James, you've already mentioned it uh, in passing there in, in talking about Siobhan. <laughs> but um, last event today was the mixed medley relay. The, uh, the British team were, well, they thought they were world record holders, but um, for a variety of reasons to do with boxes on forms and doping testing and bureaucratic nonsense, uh, that, that wasn't ratified. So their time from, from Europeans last year didn't count. Uh, the Americans broke that time anyway this morning's heats, but come this evening in the final, uh, they took the gold medal and they took the world record back. And what a fantastic swim that was, Bob. Brilliant swim. And, and here's a question for you and a question really for James. How is it that certain swimmers can swim better in relays than they do in the individual? Chris Walker Hebben is my example. I knew here. this would come up. Yeah, well, <laughs> it, but it's a, good, it's a good example. I mean, look what he did last year. Uh, Commonwealth Games, Europeans. And, and again here, you know, he does a faster time in lead off than he did in the individual. Uh, I've seen it over the years. You've seen it over the years. I saw it with Karen Pickering, for example. Karen's a good, yeah. a good case in point. She, if she back ended a, a relay, she'd always swim quicker than she would in the individual. And I've never quite understood that. Yeah, I mean, the first thing that maybe springs to mind is that because I, I was never a relay swimmer, I, ne I never really did any relays at major competitions. Um, the only thing that I can really think of is, is the pressure of um, your your teammates are relying on you to swim fast. If you swim bad, it's not just it's not just on you; it's on your teammates as well. So perhaps the pressure of with your other teammates and not wanting to fail because you know for them as well i think that it does up people's game not everybody i mean there's, there's there are other certain backstrokers that i can think of that didn't perform very well when it came to relays um i won't mention any names right now but um <laughs> i think for a lot of people it's uh, like karen pickering maybe like chris as well is that the team that they've got you know, the, the three other swimmers that are relying on them to swim really fast, I think the pressure of those guys uh, does up a lot of people's game. And that's the kind of the only thing that I can really maybe think of that would make someone, someone swim faster than the individual swim. I think, I, like, I mean, in terms of this particular time with Chris, like, it was actually a very small margin of difference, what, 0 0.2 or something? But I, I think um, he's been pretty consistent this week. But, I mean, I would just say that for that I mean I think that's a huge point of admiration about people who can really pull it out for their team I mean I would be quite critical of someone who could do an incredible individual race mm -hmm. and then for no apparent reason couldn't back up in a relay fair enough if you've had 
a, you know, a really tough week of racing and you, you know, you're just hanging on and you just can't pull it together for your, your final race when you're really tired and it happens to be a relay, but you know, people who seemingly can't pull it out for their team, but are perfectly fine to do it when there's an individual medal at stake. I don't have much time for those kind of people, but I mean, I just think that whole team put together an absolutely massive effort tonight and Chris did a great job, but then so did they all. Well, they did. Their splits were were incredible. Chris led off 52.94, Adam Peaty 57.98 on the breaststroke, Siobhan Miracona 57.02 and Fran Housel bringing it back in a 53.7. I mean, it was a it was a fantastic team effort and, uh, well, they're world champions and they beat the Americans in the lane next, took their world record back, you know, wiped all that, that nonsense from last year off the books. So uh, a really creditable performance from all of them and, and well done. And why are so many people sniffy about the event? Yeah, the I, was, I, was, I was just about to comment on that. I, I, all, all the comment, well, I mean, I was watching a, a certain TV um, station, and all they kept on saying was that it shouldn't be an event, there shouldn't be a world record for it, um, and they were saying that there shouldn't be medals for it because it's not an Olympic event, and I was, I was getting a little bit annoyed with it myself. Are you? Uh, do you like the event, James? Do you think it's, you know, yeah. do you think it, it's good? Yeah, yeah. I sent a tweet out saying um, that I think, you know, I was, I was getting a bit of annoyed with the, <laughs> with, with certain commentators on, yeah, on, you and on, me both on the bashing of this four by one. I mean, the, 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 the thing that's, that stands out for me is that it shows, it, it kind of emphasizes the, the, the team and the depth of the swimming team, you know, for somebody like, for a team, maybe like Hungary, when you've got Hozu and Che, two out, outstanding swimmers, if you look at the depth of their team, they, you know, they can put a, a four by 100 mixed medley team together. And you look at Britain and the depth in our team now is so fantastic that we can, and break the world record. I know it's a new event, but still, it's the world record and the world championship goal. We know we beat the Americans, uh, we beat the Aussies. You know, we beat we've beaten everybody, and it just shows how strong in depth the GB team is right now. And it's you know, and, and for me, that's what makes it really exciting because it shows that that power that we've got right now. And also, uh, sorry, sorry, Katie, you first. Oh, it's, I just think it's a really, really interesting event because you just have to play to your strengths. And I think although a lot of countries seem to play it in the same way as as we have and front end with the the male swimmers you know you see Russia doing it slightly differently and I think they had a female backstroker going off and they only just missed the podium and it's like it's just so tactical and I just find it really really interesting to watch the way that different countries swim it I mean and also really interesting to watch because we're clearly the best (laughs) <laughs> Ultimately, though, I, I think you, you've got to look at the, the factors here. Swimmers seem to like it. The, the fans love it. Uh, so, so what is there not to like? I don't get it. I mean, people say it extends the program. It puts people through events that they, they shouldn't be because they've got a busy program. Well, that's Especially their choice. Freestylers, they were saying. Oh, boo-hoo, yeah, well, freestylers, boo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 exactly. It doesn't obviously apply to us because we don't have anything under free apart from, from Ben. Um, but it's... I just I really don't get this negativity towards it because it's a fun event and the swimmers look like they really enjoy it. So yeah. so so what is there not to like if the swimmers are enjoying it, the fans are enjoying it? I don't really care what the commentators think. Absolutely, and you, and, and you know what, guys, I've never seen so many smiles in a call room before a race than when it was on for the four by one final. Like they were high fiving each other. Um, they were hugging each other, and it was just you know people smiling, enjoying being that in what the, the sport room. Needs? Not always the case. No, is not what the sport needs though. I mean, we, we're talking about people outside the swimming fraternity who need to be brought into the the sport. Isn't that the kind of thing that brings more people into the sport? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 
Well, I think I think we can conclude that we're all big fans of the Mixed Medley Relay. Uh, Britain is the best in the world at the Mixed Medley Relay, and so therefore we're even bigger fans of it. And uh, bring it what the a, Olympics. <laughs> what, a, what a fantastic race it was today, and what a fantastic effort from them. Um, just quickly, we're going to step away from from Britain because the the other really big story of the week has been the form of Katie Ledecky. Um, she set herself this challenge of winning the, the two, the four, the eight and the 15. And, and Katie, you and I spoke about that before and we thought, well, maybe she might find it a bit tricky to win the 200 and maybe she might take the 1500 easy to make sure she could get through the semis. Uh, well, we basically didn't know what we were talking about. It turns out she she's broken the world record twice in the 1500. She won the 400 on day one and she won the 200 today. I mean, what can you say about her? She's just phenomenal, Katie. Yeah, she's not too bad. Is she? I think. Um, I think if she was a country, she'd be sort of right up the top of the uh, medal table, pretty much. Um, probably well, I think, just, I think just behind us. She'd be second in the medal table. <laughs> myself, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, she, you know, how can you accidentally break a world record, uh, which is what she did in the fifteen hundred? She's just that good, and you know, you have to consider that. I think Lauren Boyle, who's the runner-up in the fifteen hundred, did an absolutely incredible time by almost any standards except Katie Ledecky standards. Um, she's just in a completely different class. And I would say that perhaps uh, Missy Franklin is slightly off her game, but I, w- I wasn't expecting Katie Ledecky to win that 200 because I just didn't think she'd either have the, the speed or the energy to beat some of those other girls based on the huge program that she's got on her plate. But I just don't think anyone can possibly... Talk, like even estimate how good she is she's just off the chart and let's be honest she is saving the americans bacon right now because you know virtually all of them are underperforming either not making finals or if they are making finals fishing sixth or seventh they're four by one men not making the final you know, the women Crazy. not getting them you know that that kind of stuff you know the, the fact that they've had well i know you discussed this before and probably we'll say it for another day but the fact they had their trials a year out uh, and reckon that everybody's going to keep their form 12 months later is preposterous, even in America, isn't it? Yeah, they seem like they're having a bit of a, uh, well, a bit of a meet like we had in 2013. Um, and it's just, it, it must be quite a depressing atmosphere, I imagine, in their team, because she's pretty much the only one having any success. It's strange because, but the thing is, like, America never have a bad meet, do they? Yeah. Do they? I can't remember. No, no, there's been, there's been yeah, I mean, a, ba- a bad mead for them is, what, 10 goals? Maybe maybe that's a bad mead. But, you know, I, I guess Michael Phelps isn't there. When you've got Phelps on your team, what, he picks up maybe five or six, seven extra goals. Um, you know, maybe that's having a bit of an impact. But I don't I don't see why it would too much. Um, getting back to Katie Ledecky real quick. For me, this is the this is a consummate professional. This is a girl that, you know, is works extremely hard in the pool technically ex- excellent um, with a freestyle and always comes across in such a professional manner and she's what she 18 now um, and for somebody that young to act the way she does and come across the way she does every time I hear her being interviewed she just seems so professional really down to earth um, and it wasn't a surprise for me that she won the two and freestyle when she turned with 50s go I was I, that was it I was like Ledecky's got this there's just, just no stopping this girl right now and you know when you've got the, those three those three mixtures to put together that, that you know that formula put together of being a professional fantastic technique a great head on her shoulders this girl's going to be really difficult to beat well let's face it she's she's well barring a catastrophe she's going to win the 800 free the only question really is how far she's going to do it anyone like to take a punt on the time Oh, I want to see an 809. I really want to yeah. see it. 
Yeah, on under, under eight ten. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I think so. Who knows? Yeah, maybe that, maybe that, that, that special. <laughs> we, we'll wait and see because uh, that could be uh, quite an exhibition notion of the week. Yeah. Um, moving on once more to uh, matters perhaps a little less savoury. Uh, it's inevitable, uh, given the events we've had in in Russia this week, that um, that doping has been at the top of the agenda. We've had two world champions who have just come back from doping bans of various uh, sorts um sun yang in the 400 free and, and yulia fmova in the 100 breaststroke um and that obviously you know sends out a funny message to people coming to the sport for the first time katie i know you feel very strongly on this topic james i'm sure you do as well we'll come to you in a second but katie what, what's your view um i think it's i think it's pretty disappointing to see people coming back and going straight to the top of the podium after a drugs ban i think particularly as the sort of point of being banned is that it's supposed to be a punishment you're not supposed to be able to just come back and pick up exactly where you left off um and people don't as far as i'm concerned don't really seem to take the the real ban from organized training as seriously as they should do when they're on a ban i also find it quite frustrating that the amount of criticism that I suppose when people suggest that perhaps other athletes from the same nations might also be taking drugs or cheating in some way and and people leap to their defense and say how unfair it is. I just think that the athletes who have in the past had positive tests need to take a bit of responsibility for this. If you're from a nation which has, you know, had quite a number of drug spans. So, for example, we could give Russia and Brazil and China as a few examples. Um, I think, you know, the fact that there is a history of it and the fact that there are athletes who are willing to cheat, um, I think those athletes need to take the responsibility and take the flack when their teammates are, you know, when they're being fingers pointed at their teammates because, you know, they're the ones who are giving their countries a bad name. James, your view? Um, there's just There just wasn't a punishment for Sun Yang, was there? I mean, there just wasn't, it wasn't a punishment. He, he, he got a ban, but during that ban, he can train. He can just get his head down. He can get his down and train his backside off. And then when he comes out, he'll go and win the four and the freestyle, like, you know, like he did. There's just no punishment. There's, for, for me, there has to be stricter rules. And I don't see why each nation should have their own individual um, punishments. Um, I, why can't somebody like, like FINA or the IOC say anyone who tests positive is not welcome our competition i mean I, that might be a bit extreme but, but why not why i don't think it is extreme i don't think it is extreme because we were why, always why, told why, why, why the ioc say sun yang it's positively positive it's not welcome our, our, our olympic games and that's it you, you're not you're not welcome you can do other competitions if you want but for the olympic games you're not welcome sorry i mean why can't why can't they say that i don't understand why not well because it didn't happen under the jurisdiction this is the problem had it happened at olympics they can do that i think can't they they actually can say uh if, it ha- if the test was at an olympic games they actually can say that if it happens outside the olympic games they can't but fina could for world championship purposes it's yeah. a really well, difficult area though because i just think like i i I'm sure you'll agree with this james when we were swimming the idea was that you are responsible for what goes into your body yeah. you know and and if if you think you're taking something that's uh, that turns out not to be okay then i'm sorry that's your problem because you have taken something and i think now there's some kind of precedent of people saying oh well ac- actually this was accidentally contaminated with this i mean maybe it was 
but if you're the if you're taking the risk and you're going to take supplements then I'm sorry it's it's on your shoulders and that seems really harsh but it's the only way that we can stop this sort of broad spectrum of people getting a ban from what seems to be about half an hour up to two years it's an easy cop-out as well isn't it it's it's the easiest way to say oh sorry i was supplied by a bad batch of vitamins or you know my my supplements weren't right or or whatever it might be yeah well i know (laughs) it's a portion of the blame to somebody else then is not actually you're not taking the blame for yourself you're basically oh sorry you know the person who normally supplies me with stuff i've got a, i've got a rogue batch it was nothing to do with me you've heard it time after time not only in swimming but in other sports as well it just doesn't wash if you've got a positive test you've got a positive test and i just think you have to accept your ban and sometimes that's going to be really really harsh but the vast vast majority of the time it's going to be because you've cheated yeah, I mean, for, I mean, for me, the, the punishments aren't strong enough. And for someone like, uh, you know, for someone like Sun Yang, it just wasn't a punishment. He just he didn't get a punishment for it. If any, if anything, you could argue he got rewarded because he got he, he got a, a six month ban, so he could keep his head down, keep out of the limelight, get go somewhere deep and dark, and train his backside off, so he could come to World Championships and win the four and freestyle. I mean, same with from over as well. I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. Yeah, it's not a punishment and. There should be a a stronger rule, a tougher rule, definitely. Well, I'm sure we could debate this all night, but, um, you know, it's not it's not the best aspects of the World Championships. So if if you don't mind, we'll all move on and and talk about something a bit more uh, upbeat. um, (laughs) And that is the chances for Great Britain over the rest of the meet. We've already spoken about um, seven medals that they've won so far, which is a quite phenomenal haul after only four days of World Championships. Four of those, of course, gold. Um, But... We've still got quite a number of chances still to come. We've already spoken about the men's four by two. Um, a few others uh, that we might consider as good chances. Jazz Carlin in the 800, Katie? Yes, I think I think gold's too far, uh, just because, as we've discussed, Katie Ledecky is a machine. Um, and um, I think I think that will be a tough one, but I think she really, really wants it. I think Jazz has had too many fourth places at World Championships now. Um, and I also think, you know, obviously she looks in really great shape. Her 400 was only just off her best time. Um, and I think I think she's better over 800 than 400. She's had a bit of a break and didn't do the 1500 this time. So, yeah, I think she's in with a really strong chance there. OK, another chance possibly for Adam Peaty. He's uh, he's still got the 200 breaststroke to come, not his not his. No, best event perhaps but uh, and, I, and I want to see what Andrew Willis is going to do because I, th- I think now Andrew's got all his studies behind him he hasn't got to worry about exams anymore he's just just swimming I, I think we're going to see the real Andrew Willis now um, because I think he, he, he truly believes off the back of what he did at trials that he that he's back and, and ready to go I mean he's on the team and, Mike, and Michael Jameson's not um, so it just kind of shows you the big improvement that Andrew Willis has made over the last few months and I really think that you know he, he's in a position to have a real big breakout world championships here okay well we'll see what those two can do in that event um francesca Halsell, she's the uh, european champion commonwealth champion in the 50 meters freestyle she's got some uh, some big people to chase in in this event though james what do you reckon of her chances um fran's always got a chance um we all know she's a fantastic racer racer and she's a big meat racer as well um so this is the perfect stage for fran she's been here many times so she's got fantastic experience um, but she's up, up against great experience as well. Um, do I think she's going to win? I don't think she will. Um, I think, I, I mean, I'm going to go for the uh, the Danish girl. I can't think of her name off the top of my head. Um, 
Jeanette Marco's Otterson. girlfriend. <laughs> Jeanette Otterson. Jeanette Otterson, that's it. I mean, I think my money's going to be on Jeanette. Um, Fran for a medal, absolutely. Why not? Um, I think she's got a great shout. And, um, you know, she, Fran's got that great personality where everyone wants her to do well. Um, she always comes across really bubbly. Um, and like I say, she's, she's just a great racer. And that's what she loves. She loves racing. I know Fran, and, and she absolutely loves racing. So she'll be in an element when it comes to the 50 freestyle, and she'll be, I mean, she'll be pushing for the win. There's no doubt about that. But a medal? Yeah, definitely. Why not? And here's a long shot for you. Maybe not, seeing what you think of this. What about two medals for Dan Wallace in the 200 and the 400 IM? Um, I think it's like, it, yeah, I think, it, I think it could happen. Yeah, I don't see why not. I don't see why not. I mean, for me, the field is... A little bit weaker than usual, um, and especially in the tune medley. I mean, Che's not doing it. Michael Phelps obviously isn't doing it. You know, they're, they're the two, arguably the two best all-round swimmers of all time. Um, so, I mean, he's got a great shout. He's got a great shout for the medal tomorrow. Um, and, you know, with those two boys out as well, the Fauna medley, uh, Phelps and Che out for that. He's got a great shout to pick up a medal there as well, which should be, you know, would do his confidence absolutely no harm um, with one year out to Olympic Games. One more event then I think that we should consider is the men's medley relay. We, we saw the front half of that go off on the mixed medley today and look very strong. Um, the back half still open to opening to question. Katie, what do, you, what do you think? Do we think they can put it together and get on the podium? Um, I think it's tough because our, hunt, our guys in the Hunter Freestyle did not do a great job. Um, but I, I do think they are the sort of guys who are going to really really put it together in a relay I think it might be quite interesting choice about who they actually put on that relay because obviously we've had the discussion about our fly swimmers uh James Guy has also proved himself to be a on top form and be a very good fly swimmer in the past so you know he could be a bit of a wild card on either of those last two legs of the relay um and you know if he seems like he's in better form than you know perhaps either of or any of the other guys who are in contention for either the fly or the freestyle places, I think he'd be a really good choice. Um, yeah, that's, that's a really good shout because we've got no Adam Barrett shout, this yeah. time. Yeah, we've got no Adam Barrett this time. So, so well, the, he is there. The, Adam Barrett's there, but whether yeah. or not they choose to swim him or Tom Lang, uh, Laxton on the fly. Well, well, we'll probably find that out after the uh, the individual event later in the week. Um, I kind of feel you could almost swim James Guy on the, both of those legs and he'd still do a fantastic <laughs> job. He's in such good form this week, but um, it would be no great surprise, I don't think, to see him uh, as part of that quartet. So uh, we'll look forward to seeing what they can do on the last day of the competition. Um, I think that's time to start drawing things to a close. Been a fantastic I have, I have one very quick question. I have one very quick question if we have time, of course. Uh, Mr. Chairman. Um, regarding Roberto Pavoni, right? I just want to throw this one in very quickly because James is, the, is a perfect man to talk to about this, I think. Um, Roberto Pavoni was in, a, was in a swim-off for his place, which he failed to get by 0. 0.08 of a second, Eight wasn't it? I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah it right. Okay, but he went quicker mm. in the swim-off than he had done in the semi-final. It happens a lot. James, that. Well, James, got it. this is the question I want to ask you, and actually, Katie, obviously, because you've been in a situation like that. Why is it that swimmers swim quicker in swim-offs that, and then do times that would have got them through to the next round yeah. at the second time of asking? It always, it always happens, doesn't it? It always happens, this. You see it a lot. You see swim-offs. Whenever there is a, a rare swim-off, they always tend to go faster than they went half an hour before and they would have made it into the final. Um, 
perhaps um well, well let, let's have a think about this one <laughs> is maybe there, there is a properly um maybe you know maybe that 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 blow out of the 200 before kind of uh, you know got the body firing um maybe when it's head to head i think it's the head-to-head. slightly different maybe there's a different mentality when it comes to, to, to a head-to-head um so you know the, the pressure's off doing the time maybe more and it's about just beating the person next to you. And sometimes when that happens, when you don't focus maybe on doing the time, you just focus on the beating the person next to you, the time kind of takes care of itself. Um, and, you know, and it's a bit more, you, you know, if you've got if you've got just one person next to you, you can maybe just relax a little bit more in terms of that you've got to know that you can just beat this guy next to you. When you've got seven other people in the race, the pressure's on a lot more to perform. So maybe the, with the maybe the, I think the pressure's off a little bit. And you've got that mentality of just beating the guy next year. I think sometimes the time kind of takes care of itself. I think it's kind of, you've got nothing to lose. And it's a bit of a, it's a bonus, isn't it? It's just like an extra swim. And all of a sudden you're in this place where you know exactly what you're going for. You know, it's it's less vague, I guess, than a semi-final where you you just have, you don't know how many people you have to beat. You're going for a time there as well, though, aren't you? In semi-final, you're going for a time. In swim-off, you're going for a time. So what's the You're going for a time, but you don't know how many people you have to beat. You know, you're in your swim-off, you know you've just got to beat this one person and it's yours. Yeah, in swim-off, you're not going for a time. You're not going for a time in swim-off. You're just trying to beat the guy next to you and that's it. it you could go you could go 210 but as long as you beat the guy next to you it, you know you're in so it doesn't matter so i think maybe the pressures in terms of doing a time the pressures off a little bit you've not got seven guys in the race you've just got one so you can just focus on this one guy race him and and sometimes the, the, the you know the time takes care of itself when you race somebody um yeah i i, th- I think there's less pressure in a swim off i think there's less pressure than when there's eight people in there i think if you can just focus on beating the guy next year um and you and we see it all the time i mean it is it is a really weird start that quite often you'll see people do better times in swim offs it is really a bizarre situation can i throw something else out there what about what about having fewer waves be less wavy if there's only two of you swimming instead of eight Does yeah that and you're right conditions in the, better right in the middle generally you're not out in lane eight or as you might be in the semi-final yeah yeah, yeah, that, that that could be a factor. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're not generally talking about big differences in time. It could be enough, but uh, who knows? Anyway, a very interesting point, Bob. Thank you. Um, we will now start to draw things to a close um, with some uh, that discussion of swim offs. It's been a, a fantastic discussion. So many thanks, James, for joining us. Thank you. Thanks very much for having me. Uh, Bob and Katie, it's been great talking to you as always. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Um, We'll be well. We'll be back on Sunday on the last day of the meet to round up, hopefully, another load of British medals. Um, in the meantime, if you've got any questions, get in contact at Poolboy on Twitter or go to poolboy.co.uk forward slash contact and you can send me an email there. Uh, in the meantime, four more days of swimming to come, hopefully a load more British medals. Uh, we'll be back to talk with, about those soon. Thanks for listening.